Right, let's let's turn to the Steinhoff story. It's been reported in News 24. Jan Kronier, the journalist who's also been uh, digging into this over a number of weeks and months now. Uh, Germany begins its third Steinhoff-related trial next week. Now, this doesn't sound to me to be directly about the way in which the company went about its business and went about defrauding investors big and small. Uh, the person in the dock who's not yet been named, a 64-year-old German executive, uh, will be tried for tax evasion. Actually, no, I'm wrong. Uh, it's not personal tax evasion. So let me, let me rephrase and withdraw what I said earlier. It's very much about the company's tax evasion. So... Let me be precise on this. I'll read directly from Jan Kronier, who clearly understands it better than me. The 64-year-old German executive who has not yet been named will go on trial from Monday for helping Steinhoff's European businesses evade about 26 million euros, around 500 million rand, in tax between 2008 and 2012. The big question on many people's minds whenever we talk about Steinhoff is why, if the Germans can get this stuff into court, is South Africa still lagging so far behind? Rob Rose uh, is a journalist who's written about this a great deal, was involved uh, in the writing of the book Steinheist and joins us now. Rob, a very good afternoon to you and thank you very much for uh, giving us your time. Once again, uh, in the little town of Oldenburg, we have action but nothing happening here. Is that because nothing is happening here or are we just going about things more slowly? Afternoon, John. Um, well, I mean, certainly you can say that the Oldenburg German prosecutors have been preparing their case for longer. They first raided Steinhoff in Westerstede, which is in the same district as Oldenburg, in 2015. So they have been preparing the case for a while. Um, but having said that, they are clearly more, far more on the ball than we are. Um, so I do think that, you know, I do speak to people from inside, you know, the various machinery that is supposed to be, you know, ensuring accountability in this. And I do, I'm assured repeatedly that there are moves afoot to make sure that there is accountability. But, you know, practically we haven't seen arrests. We've seen Reserve Bank freeze assets, but that's pretty much as far as we've, as far as we've got so far. Yeah, maybe we change the expression moves afoot to moves an inch. Uh, or two, because because it, it it really is uh, a source of great frustration. And you and I have discussed this before. And the the theme that certainly comes up is as the criminal justice system looks to build uh, support for itself, based on amongst many other things consistency. This is still very much a yawning gap, isn't it? I know that uh, there's been action taken against Tongard executives for a moment, but Steinhoff, it it really is something of an open wound, isn't it? Oh, it's a massive open wound. And, the, you know, the Tongard case, it's commendable that there were there was action taken in that case, but that's still yet to be proven in court. The case has yet to come before court, and, you know, it's, it's still debatable whether we'll find prosecutions of all the individuals involved in that. So it's one thing to arrest people, which, you know, even that would be a move, you know, an inch forward, a couple of inches forward in the Steinhardt case, but to find them actually guilty and put people in prison, which is, you'd think, the least you could expect after seven years, um, that still remains elusive. R- Rob... Update us, if you will, please, on uh, Marcus Euster was meant to appear in, a, in the Oldenburg court. He didn't. Um, and then my understanding was that the Germans were then going to act and say, OK, um, we need you to uh, be extradited. I don't know if we have an extradition uh, agreement with Germany, uh, but nothing appears to have moved on that unless it's moving, but we're not seeing it move. 
Well, I mean, my information is that they did prepare the extradition request, but it hasn't yet been, hasn't yet been um, sent to South Africa for them to agree to it. I mean, I wouldn't imagine the South African authorities would be keen to let that happen anyway. Um, but I don't think that that has yet proceeded to South Africa. But the Germans, the prosecutors in the court seemed shocked that Marcus Yusso didn't appear in court on his due date. Um, so I think that they, they were a little nonplussed by this. Um, so the request has taken a bit longer than expected. But having said that, it's still a lot further than we are. Rob, why you, you, you said that, and I hope I heard you correctly, um, why, why would uh, the South African authorities not be keen to act if the Germans ask for extradition? Well, I, mean, I think politically um, it's seen as a big case for South Africa's corporate sector. Certainly the private sector must be held accountable for what it does. And we've seen a lot of political noise made about the banks and the currency rigging case. Um, and Steinhoff remains an open wound not just for the, you know, the NPA, but certainly for our politicians too who want to ensure people that the rule of law and certainly economic privacy rights or, you know, um, or economic rights are protected. So it's important that he is prosecuted in this country. That, you know, Germany's had Wirecard, they've had numerous other cases. We have Steinhoff as our largest corporate fraud. And for that, there must be accountability here. So you'd imagine they'd want to ensure the case actually happens in this country. It, it, it's rather strange, though, and, and I, I don't know if the expression is dog in the manger, but it's saying, well, I'm not going to, you know, eat this particular, uh, the meat on this particular bone, but you can't have it either. I mean, surely there is a point at which uh, you have to acknowledge we're not going to get this together. Uh, let's at least get the wheels of justice turning. I mean, if he were to be prosecuted in Germany, would it prevent him uh, having his day in court here? Well, that's a good question. I mean, he might be sent to, to jail in that country, which you assume would be the consequence of that particular case, given that Dirk Schreiber, who was his accomplice in that, got three and a half years of jail time. Um, so you'd imagine that court, the jail time might follow in, in Germany for Marcus Joester. Um But certainly, you know, I, the prosecutors and the NPA have talked a lot about this case. They're doing work behind the scenes. And they have done quite a lot of work. They've hired... PwC to provide them with forensic analysis of this big forensic report. So they have done work, and I think they wouldn't want that to just be shelved. So I don't think they do see it as, you know, their case isn't proceeding at all. I think that they, they think that they're going to get it, go ahead with it and make it happen. Um, but for you and I on the outside, it looks, we remain, you know, increasingly skeptical about that possibility. And, and just finally, Rob, do you, do you have any idea what Marcus Huster does with his days, weeks, and months? Um, does he uh, live life with a sense of a cloud over his head or is he happy as a lark? You know, the people I speak to in Hermanus, um, where he lives, talks about how, talk about how he, he still walks around and he doesn't seem to be um, particularly affected by this. He's obviously fairly much a pariah in business circles and in Hermanus to some extent. Um, but equally, I mean, he's probably not, given the time lapse, waiting for the hawks to knock on his door um, so, you know, there is a sense of impunity that you're walking around. And the longer you do that, the more you can spin the trajectory and the narrative that, well, they, they, can't, they can't pin anything on me because I've done nothing wrong. So I think the longer it takes, the more you feel vindicated in, in, in peddling that particular um, tale. Thanks so much, Rob Rose, author of Steinheist. I suppose the wider consequence, too, is other people thinking of doing something similar, as with any other kind of breaches of, of both morality and law will say, well, nobody else seems to get into trouble. Why wouldn't I give it a will? 20 minutes past four.